Hey folks, welcome to another episode of Health Shift, the podcast that bridges the gap between conventional modalities and ancient healing for complete mind, body, and spirit well-being. We want to help you make a shift. Please note that these discussions are not medical advice, nor should they be used in place of medical assessments and treatments. So let's get started. Today, I'd like to welcome Dr. Heather Ensworth. Heather is an internationally known astrologer and clinical psychologist with over 30 years of experience. In addition, she is a shamanic practitioner and has facilitated sacred circles for women in healing and spiritual development for more than 20 years. She is committed to exploring and teaching ancient wisdom in healing practices for our own healing and the healing of the earth. Heather is the author of the book, Finding Our Center, Wisdom from the Stars and Planets in Times of Change. Boy, do we need that one now. <laughs> and co-author of the books, From Trauma to Freedom, One Woman's Journey and a Holistic Guide for Healing and Higher Vibrational Living through Astrology, Essential Oils, and Chinese Medicine. What a wealth of knowledge. You have to check those books out for sure. She shares monthly astrological information on her YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Heather Ensworth, and through her website, risingmoonhealingcenter.com. You'll have the opportunity to learn more about connecting with Heather again at the end of the podcast. So we are in for a real treat. Thanks for being with me here today, Heather. Welcome. Oh, it's great to do this with you, Julie. Yeah, thank you so much. So tell me your story, how you got to where you are today, you know, knowing that this was your calling and your path. How many hours do we have? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean, just to kind of give you the overview of that, I knew from my earliest memories that I was committed to being on a spiritual path and a path to, in some way, be of service, be a healing presence in the world. But that's taken different forms over time, and it's been a kind of uh, circuitous journey in many ways. But I did start professionally by getting training in clinical psychology and becoming uh, a clinical psychologist specializing in uh, working with trauma and helping people heal from trauma. Um, And then, you know, I I kept doing training post PhD, did um, a lot of extensive training in different ways of working within clinical psychology until I felt like I hit the limits of that. Mm -hmm. And there are many um, gifts that, psychology brings, but it has its limitations. And then it started me on a about a seven-year process of searching to understand other ways of healing. Mm. And that really led me into exploring more ancient wisdom and healing traditions, um, including Chinese medicine and shamanism and herbalism, and eventually stumbled into astrology And then I found that astrology especially was such a good fit with who I am and with trying to understand the larger perspective of what someone's dealing with and how to understand it in an integrative way, mind, body, and spirit. Yeah, fascinating. Further and further into that kind of integration of psychology and astrology. 
Yeah, yeah, it's such a it's such a fascinating um, combination for sure. And what were some of the obstacles that got in the way? You know, things that you know could have derailed you, or or uh, you know said, oh, this is this is hard. Well, I think as you know from your own work, which is incredibly integrative and innovative, that you have to dare to follow your own path, mm. and get um, pulled off by ways you know that we don't fit the conventional ways of viewing things so one of the challenges that I experienced was as I was immersing myself more and more in astrology at that and and was really studying it uh intensively at that time I was the clinical director of uh you know an outpatient clinic Mm -hmm. overseeing about 70 therapists you know, in a, in a fairly conventional way of, of working. Um, and so I had to really deal with the fact that astrology was not necessarily well accepted in that professional uh, context. And many people have mixed feelings about astrology. So I had to deal with my own um, doubts about, is this safe to do this kind of integrative work and can I really let myself move in this unconventional direction but what I found during that time that I was clinical director I I started doing readings with some of the people on staff and pretty soon by the time I left about a third <laughs> of the clinical staff had had astrology readings um, even though I wasn't at that time making it very public that that was a part of my work but I sure. it, for me, the obstacle, the biggest obstacle was trusting that I could really trust my own unique path and uh, keep following that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's that's absolutely fascinating. And um, and I know you've also been trained in neuropsychology, which is an area that I am just totally fascinated about. Not only from my own challenges in learning, uh, but also from my daughters, who were very very similar in terms of their learning styles as myself, and have loved working with children and even adults who have had such self-esteem issues and self-worth issues. So tell us a little bit about your work in neuropsychology as well. Well, it is a fascinating field. And I think that it's so helpful, uh, not only to understand maybe what your challenges are in terms of learning issues or um, neuropsychological problems, but to me, one of the things that was really interesting is realizing how much early trauma affects the development of learning disabilities or can often be um, the underlying cause with ADD or ADHD, that oftentimes those come from the cortisol overload Mm. from trauma that then um, impacts the child's efforts to develop um, their learning skills and their intellectual abilities. So it, it was really interesting to come from my background in psychology and trauma into neuropsychology and to see some of how that interface um, happens. But it's just, you know, neuropsychology is also fascinating in helping us understand whether our orientation to the world is more primarily left brain, analytical, more verbal linear thinking or right brain, more intuitive, more integrative in our understanding of things. So just understanding that about ourselves, I think 
can be really helpful both in knowing ourselves better, but also understanding at times why we may have trouble communicating with people in our lives who are coming from a different orientation or different. Mm. Yeah. Oh, that's absolutely fascinating. Yes. Um, And I've been doing so much, um, so many employee assistance programs most recently, and they've all been on stress management, uh, burnout, relaxation. And I'm always talking about BDNF. I love it. Brain derived neurotrophic factor and how that's impacted not only by our diet, but also by our psychological uh, systems, most definitely. Yeah. So chemistry, Beautiful. yeah, chemistry and, and emotional uh, aspects play such a role together. You can't separate them. It's great that you're doing that because I think we really are just discovering more and more fully the effects of stress and how that plays out physiologically, emotionally, energetically on every level. Mm, yes. Yeah. And I have to say, I have had the pleasure and honor and healing touch from Heather and have referred clients to her for her amazing way of seeing challenges from a different perspective, as she just described. You know, it's fascinating to learn about how our birth date, place, and time impacts the gifts and potential areas that require a little more effort. Um, and I found it so useful to have a blueprint, so to speak, because again, in my practice, I oftentimes am using genetic testing uh, in a similar way as a blueprint, you know, it is not deterministic and it doesn't mean that you're going to get, you know, the end stage disease, but it does give us an opportunity to say, ah, these might be potential liabilities and how might we override that epigenetically on a physical level. And what you're talking about, it is epigenetically on a spiritual, emotional level, which is just, I absolutely love it. So, you know, this world of epigenetics is just fascinating and offers so many opportunities. Yeah. Well, and what's so beautiful about that work is you're understanding what you've inherited from your ancestral lineage and how that can play out in your own health and in your own um, experience. And what's really fascinating in working with astrology is that you can see the influence of both your ancestral lineage, um, less in a physical way, which is so much of the work that you do, but you can see in the chart how that may impact certain emotional patterns or um, you know, ways in which you perceive the world. But the chart also shows you your incarnational lineage. And to mm. me, the ecologist has been more and more fascinating to see how, you know, when you really honor that we journey through many lifetimes, the astrology chart will show you what are some of the gifts that you've brought in from that journey in past lives? What are some of the unresolved traumas that you've brought mm. in this lifetime? And how is that impacting you? And it's really amazing as a psychologist to begin to be able to work at that level with someone to understand you know, some of the things that they're struggling with that aren't necessarily directly connected to experiences in this lifetime, but are coming from those, those past life experiences. And more and more, I see people both open to that perspective, mm-hmm. but the, uh, it, it, in bringing that to consciousness, it really helps them um, set themselves free more from the ways those experiences may be blocking them in this lifetime. Sure, sure. And it, it, it's an, it seems like a, a nice way to also take some of the blame off, 
the person. Oh, absolutely. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. If you understand either that incarnational lineage that you've come in with and the ancestral patterns, it helps you to see more how those influences have shaped who you are in this lifetime, but how, like you're saying with epigenetics, how you can become more conscious of that, but then know what you need to do to come back into balance or to be in your own healing process. Sure. Sure. Yes. Um, and I would imagine that hopefully by the time someone lands at your office, they've tried many different things like they, like they have with mine and they recognize it. This is a process that they have to really um, not only buy into, but they have to work with because it's not like, oh, aha, now I know, but now you've got to do something with it and you have to be in a different way, um, which is quite interesting. Well, I think some of what's really powerful in your work is that you really help people to understand that integration of mind, body, spirit. And I think one of the real shadow sides of our current allopathic healthcare system is it, it really orients people towards wanting the quick fix or give me something that will make me feel better. And I think the work that you're doing and the work that I'm doing is how to help people get better how to help people really be in a deeper healing process that involves taking responsibility for what you're dealing with mm. and with it consciously. Yeah. Yeah. And to me, that's, that's part of the value of astrology is it helps you to be conscious of what are those themes that you're working in your lifetime? Where are some of the struggles you get caught in and how can that manifest in imbalances physically, emotionally, spiritually, that when you bring that to consciousness and, and work it, then you can heal and come back into balance and come back into wholeness. And that really parallels some of what you're doing in trying to educate people and help them to really begin to be in their own process about how to come back into balance. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very true. You have such an expansive list of, off, uh, list of offerings. And, and tell me a little bit about what you plan to focus on in the future. What's your, what's your direction at this point? So I'm really transitioning out of um, doing clinical therapeutic work. I'm still doing astrology readings and consultations with people, but I'm trying to move more fully into doing um, more writing and teaching. And I'm really wanting to share a lot of information on YouTube, on my YouTube channel that people can access because I think we're in such an intense transformational time collectively mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. now. And one of the gifts of astrology is it really helps us understand these larger cycles that we're in collectively and what the meaning is of this turbulent time that we're in right now. And so I'm really trying to support people in understanding that and knowing how to not only be in their own individual healing process, but how collectively we can move in a direction that is more healing and conscious and um, collaborative for all of us. Yes, 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 yes. And, you know, I, I oftentimes, I love the yin-yang sign about, you know, danger, opportunity, and always try to look at these challenges that we are facing 
whether it's personally or as a collective, you know, because we've been coming through some pretty rough times as a country, most definitely, and, and the world, um, that these really are opportunities. And I know when I speak with people, I say, you know what, we are all in this together, co-creating a new existence. And so again, it's this whole idea of helping to share responsibility, because I think people want to certainly project as opposed to take responsibility. It's a little bit easier to do that. But we all are muddling through this together. Yeah. That's, you know, Julie, that's such a beautiful word to talk about co-creating because we do co-create our reality. And I think that as we can, you know, you're really trying to help people individually be conscious of how they're out of balance, how to come into more of a place of health and, you know, alignment with themselves and that's, you know, in a different way, that's what my work is about. But I also believe that as we heal on all levels, then we can participate in that transformation of what's going on collectively from a much more conscious place. And then what we're co-creating is about moving in these new directions that are helping us all be more in balance and in right relationship with each other and with the planet. Whereas a lot of our imbalances on the planet right now are coming out of our trauma that's unresolved and the ways then that we project that onto each other or act that out on each other. So I think, you know, like you're saying, it's about becoming more conscious and more in balance and more and healing on all levels so that then we can more effectively co-create a new world together. Yes, 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 yes. So <clears throat> tell me, how do you um, bring people into their consciousness? I'm, I'm curious about what you do with people or how you, know, how you work with a client uh, or a group in terms of helping them to come into a place of consciousness. Wow, that's a great <laughs> <laughs> Not sure that was a trick question, right? <laughs> um, you know, I think that the beauty with astrology that, again, I find in some way, well, in so many ways is, is deeper and more complex than psychology. But when you sit with someone and you're sharing the themes in their chart, and as you know, because you and I have talked about this a lot, I don't view astrology as predictive or deterministic. Mm-hmm. So much is a path to consciousness. It is helping us to understand, I believe, at more of the soul level, what we've come in to work on in this lifetime. Mm-hmm. What I find is that speaking about those themes in the birth chart and mirroring that back to someone is an incredible way of sort of dropping from the mind and the personality self to a conversation with the soul self. Mm-hmm. You know, a way of reminding that uh, person of that consciousness they had before birth about why they were here and what they wanted to work on. And in naming that and mirroring that back to them, it helps awaken that consciousness more fully within them yeah as i'm talking about the chart it either will resonate or it won't and if it's resonating then it's like the intuitive and spiritual part of the person is saying yes this is actually my deeper self 
that's getting mirrored back to me yeah. and then allowing us to be in that conversation together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful. Uh, one of the ways that I've been working with myself most recently and with my clients is to really use breath. I mean, I just, <laughs> the breath of life, <laughs> but to really focus on, you know, your breath and where it's moving throughout the body. And are there any places where it feels like it's stuck or tight or, you know, or just not, not feeling loose and relaxed because the more we can bring our sense of, I am in my body while I'm doing my activities um, and constantly coming back to that place. um, It's such so much more of a grounded presence, you know, really feeling completely embodied. Yeah. I mean, I think that's such a powerful way, both to reduce stress and to create more spaciousness for that consciousness, that witness self. But I know that you and I both also really honor that what's manifesting in the body is often a message to the person about what they're needing to attend to or what's out of balance. And I think that's that's another important approach to becoming more conscious of what you're dealing with is because I think when things get suppressed emotionally, the body will become the messenger for it. Yes. Respect our bodies and trust them rather than feeling like, oh, how do I stop this symptom? But but when we honor what our bodies are communicating about what's out of balance, then we can move on that path of towards consciousness and healing. And I know this is some of the work that you do in helping people really be conscious in that way and attentive in that way rather than overriding it. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. So when I think of healthcare, you know, my definition is so much more expansive than the health of the body, but really does incorporate the, 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 the soul and the spirit, the mind and all of that as you, as you do as well. Um, and it's, what's interesting is that ongoing research is now starting to actually be able to put, you know, research together and say, it's a double blind study. And we've been able to look at this. So that's good. And I think that that's going to be one way to help start to bridge conventional and some of these ancient modalities together. But where do you see healthcare going? Do you, do you see, uh, do you see a, a meeting of the minds? Well, I, <laughs> like you just said, you know, it's so interesting that some of this current research is validating what these ancient healing wisdom traditions have known for thousands of years. Right. So, right. you know, I think part of what we need to move into a new paradigm with healthcare is to honor that ancient wisdom, which is much more integrative than our current healthcare system. Um, And I think that the future direction of healthcare will be more of that understanding of the mind-body-spirit connection that you and I both work with so closely and an understanding that everything is energy. Yes. Yes. We're going to be moving much more towards that understanding of energy medicine. But I think another critical shift that needs to happen is to really develop a healthcare system that is no longer so controlled by insurance companies and pharmaceutical companies, um, which, you know, ends up benefiting off illness, not off health and coming into balance. So I think that we really need to be you know, moving into very different paradigms that are more integrative, more compassionate, and more about 
you know, understanding how we work in ways that are not only preventing illness or problems, but like you're talking about, how do we understand that mind, body, spirit integration so that people are coming back into balance and into wholeness? Yeah, yeah. And that's going to be a much larger conversation in terms of how we do shift from the current model, which is, again, you know, insurance and pharmaceutical driven compared to um, other countries that are actually, you know, using these modalities uh, together at the same time for helping with health promotion. So it's not just disease prevention, which is part of what yeah. integrative medicine is all about, but it's also that whole idea of health promotion. Um, which is so, even more important. I yes. Totally <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Ah, this has been wonderful. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom. And what three tips do you have to offer uh, the audience here today? Uh, wow. Um, well, around healthcare? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, healthcare or from coming from your perspective in terms of what, what tips people can take from the work that you do? Well, I think as we're talking about understanding that um, integration is, is really critical, that we, that we are, um, you know, it, it is about <clears throat> respecting our wholeness of mind, body, spirit. But I also think that it, a, a critical tip I would say is really listen to your body, listen to your emotions, honor those experiences that are coming up, even if they feel challenging or painful, they're trying to guide us into healing and into consciousness. And when we trust that process, then we can actually move more rapidly towards those ways that help us come back into balance. Mm. The thing that I would say is that I feel like a critical piece to healing on all levels is about right balance and right relationship. Mm -hmm. As we can really come back into that kind of uh, sense of being in harmony as opposed to discordance, as we can really be in right relationship with ourselves, with our bodies, with our emotions, with our spirits, with each other, with the natural environment around us, we will move more and more into health and wholeness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Great. So um, please tell us again how people can connect with you. Probably the best way to connect is through my website, risinghealingcenter.com. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Wonderful. And it's a beautiful website, by the way, too. So this was just so rich and wonderful today. Heather, thank you so much. And um, if you like this podcast, please rate, review, and share with your friends, family, and coworkers. I am on a mission to change the current paradigm of healthcare and mental health care. And you can find me at juliefreeman.net, on Instagram at juliefreemanmindfulwellness, and YouTube at Julie Freeman Functional Medicine La Jolla. Until next time.